to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 282 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Oh, man, is it good to be back behind the mic tonight. Very excited. Uh, I got like a huge show lined up for you guys, as you have probably seen from the title of the show, social media. Uh, things go big when Brandon takes an off week. And uh, hey, I'm, I'm delivering tonight. Uh, lots to do. Some awesome news. Some awesome guests. I mean, it's, it's time to get into it. But... First, what I got to tell you guys is that anything can happen during the second half of the NASCAR season. Experience the thrills, the drama, the acceleration on the NBC family of networks. The push for the playoffs begins this weekend in Nashville, Sunday, June 26th on NBC and Peacock at 4 p.m. Central Time. And join us the following weekend for NASCAR Road America, Sunday, July 3rd, 2 p.m. Central Time on the USA Network. Yes, NASCAR's made the switch over to NBC for this part of the season. Uh, I have partnered up with one of the promoters for NBC. Uh, you're going to hear some reads from me throughout the show, some social media posts. And this is the cool part. Um, I am going to have some prize packs to give away. I'm going to have some tickets to some very high caliber races here down the road. I am very excited about this. So uh, make sure you tune into NBC uh, this week for Nashville Road America, July uh, 4th of July weekend. I'm amped. I am so excited about this. Cannot wait to get some of these giveaways out there to you guys and all that good stuff. So Hey, it, it's been a week, took a week off. Uh, so what's that mean? Well, what's that mean is that, like I said, I've got a big show for you guys tonight and things might get switched up a little bit. We might just do more, uh, you know, interviews, more guests and maybe a little less specific race talk just because of the, uh, you know, skipping of a week here and there and just give more stuff. Uh, I, I think that'll be a, a nice flow, maybe change the pace with these with these kind of off weeks and all that good stuff. So that's the uh, melting pot of a show for you guys tonight. Uh, but what happened this weekend? Well, this past Thursday, got a great round of golf in Thursday night with the league. Uh, Friday, went uh, to some friends, took Alden uh, with us as well. He had his first dip in the pool, which was great. Can't believe it. He is now four months old, and he is just something else. It, it's, it's so new every day still, and I, I love everything about it. Uh, Saturday, smoked some pork belly bacon, uh, grilled some skewers, which was awesome. And Sunday, my first Father's Day, uh, I hope all the dads out there had a fantastic Father's Day. Uh, the three of us, we went to a late breakfast. Then we went to my grandpa's house, uh, which if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know he passed away uh, in November. And my grandma passed almost uh, 18 years ago. Uh, so we went to the house as a family. Three generations of crowds were there for one last get together at the house, which was it was so emotional, happy, sad, all that good stuff. Uh, it was an incredible Father's Day. And. Uh, a while back, if, if you really pay attention to the show, you know I brought up uh, that I was thinking of getting a Blackstone uh, and my so incredible wife uh, for my first Father's Day 
hooked me up, got me the Blackstone. It actually got delivered today, which was awesome. Uh, I cannot wait to get this bad boy seasoned in, uh, get the patio set up. I now have the trifecta of outdoor grilling equipment. We got the, the grill, the gas grill. We've got the smoker, and we have the, uh, the Blackstone now, which I am so amped. If you name it, I will now be able to officially cook it. And uh, can't wait to uh, dive into that here uh, as we get into the summer months. So, and it is speaking of summer, it is hot here in Metro Detroit. Late 99 degrees today, hot, absolutely out of control. Um, all right, what's coming up today on the show? Well, uh, we have uh, Sam Paley uh, from the Mazda MX-5 series. He's going to be back on the show. Uh, we've got the Orange Cone making his 19th appearance on the show. He's going to kick things off for us here in just a minute. Uh, we've got Dustin Albino from jski.com back on the show. Uh, we've got Greg Van Als from the Arca series on the show. Uh, you name a Brian Newdorf is going to be on with the weather. And I'm sure he's going to poke fun at me for not watching the original Top Gun yet after giving me 21 days to do so. And I have still uh, yet to do that. But uh, we'll see what he's got to say. Uh, so it is it is action packed. I'm ready to get things going. I've rambled on here for almost six minutes. So uh, let's get the orange cone on the line. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. It wouldn't be a season for the show if this gentleman wasn't on the show at least once or twice joining me on the line making his 19th appearance on the show he was the very first guest on the show you'll find him at a track he keeps us up to date on all the arca news welcome back to the show the orange cone sir what's up how are you man be crowd what's happening oh. i'm live treating you life is uh life is different since you've last been on. Uh, oh, yeah, you got that little addition. Yes, little little Alden Lee is uh, is here. He was four months last week. Uh, we had his four-month checkup today. Uh, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man, but uh, Lindsay and I are loving every second of it. And he, look, he looks like you? He's got my eyes. Uh, but, right. uh, I, I, don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but at least... At least we can tell, yes. right? No, we, we, we do love the bright blue eyes. Uh, he's got his mama's smile, and uh, we love all of it. One of my kids looked like the mailman, and I was a little, <laughs> was a little suspicious for a minute. Right, but right. <laughs> we did the we did the twenty three and me on him, and it came back looking, like, you know, all good. Came back. <laughs> good right. deal. Uh, how was the Father's Day, man? Uh, Father's Day was was really really nice. I I took that pretty Italian crazy lady out and played golf, and then I went and uh, we went home and had dinner with my kids, and and they stayed the night. And yeah, it was uh, it was really really nice. And you know my 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 daughter obviously is is now eighteen. She's you know a young adult, and it's really you know I'm, I remember being where where you are. You know, right? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, Brandon. And and I, I will tell you, I, I cannot. I can't even imagine, like, count how many people told me, uh, "Take take your time, because these days go by really fast." And at the time, I was like, "Well, I can't wait." You know, these these all these kids are driving me crazy. 
And uh, but it's true that the time does go by really, really fast. So from one dad to another, uh, take it all in, enjoy it. Um, you know, as my grandmother used to say, it'll wash, man. Don't don't worry about it. They get a stain on their clothes. It's not the end of the world. It'll wash out, and and that can be said with everything. Yes. You know, there's there's really no problem that you're gonna going to encounter other than the health of your child that is, you know, that's that's worth getting too upset about. So, well, you know, just uh, enjoy it, take it all in, and, and, you know, just be happy you're only having one at a time because <laughs> twins is a real thing. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you've got, you know, we've, we've gotten to know each other over the last six years here. Like, I am go, go, go. I burn the candle at both ends until something forces me to sit down for a minute and – uh, you know, having a kid, trying to podcast, doing a real job, all the other things life throws at you. And, you know, Lindsay literally has to, like, force me uh, to sit down, uh, you know, the first couple months. Uh, and, and now it's like, you know what, I'll take a week off on the podcast every couple weeks. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more willing to just sit at home on the weekend and and just try to absorb as much as possible because it's crazy like i i looked i'm like holy you know he's four months like he's already over a hundred days and it it feels Uh like yesterday you know we were still in the hospital so yeah it's i am trying to force myself to do that because i do not want to miss anything i used to tell everybody that i used to go to the racetrack to get a little peace and quiet so just enjoy those quiet days and, and enjoy the, the youth uh, of not only your child, but yourself. Yes. <laughs> because it's oh. a lot harder to do when you're 50. Oh, Trust man. me. Well, I mean, Trust I'm, me, I'm, but, I'm but 40. No, you guys, I'll be 40, and it's like, damn. Yeah, so oh. you're, you're still, you still got plenty of youth in you there, pal. So wow. just, uh, just remember, and, uh, you know, 10 years from now or 15 years from now, you'll be looking back on these days with, with a lot of fun. Just take a lot of pictures. and Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, take, take it all in and enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yes. That's a very good thing. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of racetracks, man, you've had a couple busy weeks from Charlotte to Ohio up to Michigan. What uh, You've been hitting the tracks, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm having a real great season. You know, my, my duties, of course, you know, full-time are with the Arca Menard Series, and I, I have so much fun doing that, Brandon. And, you know, the ability not only to go to the racetrack every week with our, our national tour, but then to do television for the our regional East and West Series, and, and that's given me the opportunity to do both on the same day. You know, I get to work. You know, Iowa, two weeks ago, I, I worked a, a West race at Sonoma, you know, did the broadcast for that, and then went downstairs and, and you know, worked our race uh, th- that night. So it's been a lot of fun. It's very busy. Um, I've got my hands in, in a lot of different pies, and um, it's it's I'm living a dream, man. You know, I'm, you know, anybody who knows my background knows I've been around racing uh, my entire okay. life. Yep. I, I've never really taken it for granted that, this was what I was going to be able to do. You know, I'm, I, I never wanted to be a name dropper and, and, and get a job that, you know, I'm only getting that job because I'm someone's nephew or someone's grandson or, or someone's, you know, best friend or any of that stuff. Sure. You know, I wanted to get to where I was getting, you know, based on my own, on my own merits. And, you know, for, for someone who, who watched so many of these races on television and, and worked, um, 
you know, as the internet radio guy or the track announcer or, you know, whatever other, you know, job that, you know, really needed to be done, but wasn't really this glorious thing, you know, to, to be able to, to come and work at the racetrack and, and work in an integral role. And, and on top of that, get to do a little bit of television broadcasting really is a dream come true. So I'm, I'm taking it all in and, you know, it, it, it is, Probably slowed down my prolific Twitter career, but um, <laughs> you know that that's okay. That's, that's all right. There's a, right. there are other there are other funny people out there who can take the ball and run with it. Right, absolutely. Well, uh, I got a bunch of stuff with Arca I want to talk about, but first, uh, did you get to take in any uh, of the Knoxville truck race this past weekend? So, uh, unfortunately, no, because we we had a race going on at the same time, but. I do want to give the folks out of Knoxville a shout out. When we were out there at Iowa, uh, we were doing a Menards appearance in um, Ankeny with a couple of our drivers. And as I was saying goodbye to one of them, I said, what do you guys got going on the rest of the night? And he said, oh, we're going down to Knoxville. Man, they got World Outlaws tonight. And I was like, really? Uh, we're there. And, you know, we, we raced them on down to, to Knoxville and, uh, my son is, you know, really likes looking at old racing stuff, and he, he begged me to go into the, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, and and we did, and just so happened to bump into the director, uh, Bob, uh, down there, and he gave me some sweet passes to go up and watch World of Outlaws from, uh, from his suite, and I just was absolutely blown away by it. What a great experience, what a great racetrack. Um, sprint cars there are just incredible. Um, I have seen the highlights of that truck race there, uh, Brandon. And, and, you know, there's a lot of action. I'll tell you that. There's yes. a lot of action. Um, Let me ask you, know, you this. Again, I want to sure, ask you this. So, all right, seeing some highlights, I, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, dirt racing, you know, asphalt race, you, you know, all the stuff. Uh, you've, you've been around it. Uh, wh- what do you say to the critics of the, Bristol dirt race for the trucks versus the Knoxville race uh, on well, the trucks. So I, I get it. You know, Bristol is, is not a, a natural dirt track. So, so I get the criticism. I don't really care. You know, I mean, it's an entertaining show. Sure. You, you know? um, I, I personally would prefer that race on a, a weekly show. Like, I don't – I. If you're going to have two races at Bristol, that's fine. Um, I personally prefer, I mean, heck, I would prefer they, they went back to asphalt at Bristol, but that's just me. <laughs> but I, I'm a guy that's like, let's just do one race per year per racetrack. All right. And, and Bristol having one on concrete and one on dirt. Okay. That I see what you're kind of doing there, but there are so many other great venues out there that I, I would love to see that spotlight on. And, you know, I'm an Eldora Speedway homer, man. You're never going to get me right. to, to anything other than that race belongs at Eldora, and I, I really firmly believe that. And I understand why it's not. Like, I'm I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here. You know, that that's you know public record. I'm just saying, hey, if it was up to me, that's where it would be. Sure. Um, but there are other dirt tracks where you could have that as well. Um, and you know, hey, I'm, but there are so many other things that go into a brand, and you know, TV oh, yeah. is such yep. a big thing. Yep. And, you know, get getting your TV crew there and, you know, it's, it's, these things are so expensive to do and it's so hard to do, but I, the criticism about the Bristol thing, like that, yeah, they didn't quite get the racetrack right the first year. It was a lot better this year. It was, um, it was, 
the Knoxville track is totally different than Eldora. It's a different kind of dirt surface. It's, you know, it's going to race, it's flat. It's going to race completely different. It's, you know, so uh, while they're technically both dirt races, they might as well be, you know, one of them might as well be on, you know, uh, a, a drag boat race. Sure. You know, they're they're to- they're totally different as far as the, the track surface is concerned. So, um, you know, I, I again, I, I'm a fan of anything. You, you you put them out on the racetrack, and I'm going to watch it. and I'm going to find something good from it. And you know, it's there are a lot of people out there who who I think are in the same boat, and, and we're the silent majority. But that that unhappy minority sure does make a lot of noise about some of those things Absolutely. sometimes. Yes, they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, all right, man. Let's talk some ARCA. Uh, I mean, I personally feel ARCA's picking up some steam. Uh, you know, Berlin Raceway's picked up a lot of steam. Uh, this past weekend out there, uh, you know, seeing some highlights like I did, like you saw for the truck race, saw, seeing some highlights. Uh, it looked like the crowd was into it. The, the racing was great. Uh, you know, what was it like taking things to such a historic short track, uh, you know, home away from home in Michigan there at Berlin Raceway, Jeff Striegel's track. Like there's so many like six degrees of separation with that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, man. So, you know, Arcus, look, everybody remembers the, the high water days, you know, back when the Gen 4 cars were being phased out and we had 50, 60 cars showing up every week. And, you know, it seemed like everybody and their, and their grandson was, was coming and running Arca races. And, yeah, we're, we'd love to get back to those days. No doubt about it. We absolutely um, But... You know, where unfortunately there's been some, you know, some economic things have happened, and there's been some some technical things that have, you know, cars have changed and, and whatnot. But all that being said, we are on a bit of an upswing. You know, we we've got some increased car counts. Uh, crowds have been great. Television ratings have been up across the board. All of our TV partners are are uh, are very happy with the increase in in their numbers and we've got a great new deal with flow racing for you know the east and the west races and then our you know streaming our map tv races as well so there there are a lot of real positive things and then on top of that you know we've got a, a partner in menards who is just a gr- not only great to work with but you know has has brought in so many of their vendor partners that are great to work with and you know, that's a really solid relationship that gives us the opportunity to uh, to go to some of these cool places like Berlin and Elko and, and Iowa Speedway. And, you know, of course, uh, our, our championship event here at Toledo Speedway. So we do. We've got a little bit of momentum. Um, we'd like to build on that year to year. You know, we've, we've been up. Uh, I think every race but one this year, we've been up as far as car count is concerned. I think, you know, TV ratings have been up every week. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take that momentum. We're going to run with it. That's great, man. I'm so happy to hear that because we weren't talking about that a couple of years ago. So, I mean, that that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, um, I, I think when you go to a place like Berlin, I think, you know, people obviously are, are clamoring for that short track feel, big attraction. Uh, you know, people know some of these ARCA names and people, you know, know some of these tracks now because they're starting to get some publicity like with the advanced auto parts challenge we got to hear about some of these tracks so you, right. you combine that with the arca series uh you know 
to me that that just screams success for you know a right and and the great thing about arca and, and whether it's the our you know main arkham and art series tour or whether it's the east and the west you know we do we go to some weekly racetracks still you know we are a part we were a part of the weekly show at berlin you know they had their limited late models and their their sportsman cars next week we'll be a part of the weekly show at elko you know that's incredible yep. um that that you can bring in a nationally televised tour and and do that at a, a weekly racetrack and i remember going to flat rock speedway when i was a kid and seeing arca you know as part of their weekly card there and it was so much fun and it's it allows you to build that connection you know to major league stock car racing at a local level i think that is so important in in uh, every phase of racing whether it's you know, Camping World Trucks, you know, I remember when we ran trucks at Mansfield. You know, Mansfield was a weekly track at yep. that point. And we had a lot of weekly people who came out and watched that. And, you know, they it's all they talked about all year long. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, again, understanding the economics of it all, um, I do. I think it's important that we find a way to make that stuff uh, happen and continue to make it happen. Well, uh, Sammy Smith picked up the win at Berlin. Nick Sanchez is leading the way. Uh, those might not be some household names for, for everybody out there. So give us the rundown on those guys. So let's talk about Sammy Smith. He drives for uh, a guy named Kyle Bush. Ever heard of that guy? <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sammy, you don't get that ride without being a pretty good race car driver. Right. You know, Kyle, Kyle is a businessman. But he's not taking a check from somebody who can't get it done because that makes him look bad. Sure. So, so Sammy is a, is a very talented young man. He's the defending East Series champion uh, under the Arkham Menard Series banner, and you know, like a six-time race winner in that division, and uh, picked up his first win there at Berlin. And that's you know that's very good news. That's good. That just kind of shows that that ladder system works as designed. And you're going to hear a lot about that kid. He's going to he's going to be doing some Xfinity races and maybe some truck races next year. And you know, we hope to see him with us, you know, right. somewhere down the line. But you know, his his future is pretty unlimited at this point. So, uh, very talented kid. You know, Raja Caruth. Uh, I mean, I I cannot say enough positive things about Raja. What a, just a tremendous young man. You know, a lot of people are going to focus on the the drive for diversity aspect, and you know that, that's also that's very important. Don't get me wrong. You know, to to be a, a an African American driver and and you know break down the barriers Absolutely. Uh, that that he's going to break down is phenomenal. I just think he's a super kid. I like him. I like his dad. They're they're great people. Bring a lot of uh, enthusiasm to to this, and they bring a fresh set of eyes. They're not racing; they're not a racing family. They're, Raja, you know, came to racing, you know, a little bit later in life, and, and was just a fan. You know, he doesn't have like this familial tie to uh, you know historic. Well, um, yeah, my uncle, you know, you know, my great 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 uncle was a you know racer at such and such racetrack. No, he doesn't. He's just a kid who who went to a race and fell in love with it and found a way to to make it happen. You know, he's like a first generation racer, which is pretty rare these days. Yeah. And uh and he does. He brings a fresh set of eyes and uh and a great perspective on life and and a lot of enthusiasm and I can't wait for him to win a race, man. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be pretty cool and uh pretty historic at the same time. Um you know, Arca has never had a black driver win a race. So uh, that will be cool. 
Awesome. And his teammate, yeah, his teammate Nick Sanchez, same thing. He's got a little bit different personality. Nick is is a bit quieter, um, a little bit more introverted. But uh, but he and his family, again, great people. His mom is one of my favorite people in the garage area. She is always smiling, always just chewing on those fingernails. You know, just nervous watching her boy out there. And uh, and Nick has really started to get it done. He's got a feel for these cars. He's really shown that he can get it done, and and I hope he gets a shot somewhere up the line because uh, I think he's someone who, you know, if he gets the right breaks, he too can have a pretty unlimited future at this deal. That's awesome, man. That's that's cool. Um, you know, we also get some some NASCAR names back in the ARCA series. Brandon Jones, couple wins this year, right? Eh? Yeah, Brandon's two for two. He spanked him a couple of times, and, and we'll see him a few more times before the year's over with. You know, again, you know, Brandon drives the Menards car uh, for Joe Gibbs racing there in the Xfinity series. And there are some, you know, vendor partners that, that want to get involved in ARCA and, and Brandon is the perfect uh, ambassador, not only for them, uh, you know, but for Menards as well. And, and Hey, he's a, he's a known name that's going to sell some tickets. Um, you know, I, th- I don't know if we, we need to put the, uh, the bounty paper towel bounty on him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, cause he's going to be tough to beat, you know, maybe we should put, you know, a thousand dollars a week or something on, on, on Brandon. Can, can the, can you beat Brandon bounty Brandon. rookie, the, the bounty paper towel bounty? Yeah. I like I that. But, uh, I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, and, and Brandon's a good dude. I love having him back. He's, he's always a lot of fun and, um, you know, always treats all of us very well. And, and, you know, our, our guys have, have learned a lot racing with him the last couple of times he's been on track with us. That's great. Well, and I, and I got to give you a props, uh, cause earlier this year, uh, you, you gave me a more formal introduction to, uh, Chris Knight, who, um, does a lot of PR work behind the scenes. And, uh, he's, he's, uh, him and I have gotten a lot of people together and on the show actually later tonight uh arca driver uh greg van Alst is going to be on the show and so thank you for that and i'm looking forward to talking to greg uh what what should we know about greg or what should i ask greg uh so what's tonight what's cool about greg is you know he, he's not a young kid you know he, he's he's a, he's a grown man <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and greg is a business owner you know he he runs uh top choice fence uh, there in Anderson, Indiana, he is a blue collar dude who is just a hardworking guy. Uh, is a former ARCA CRA Super Series late model champion, and and Greg always wanted to come and and run at places like Daytona and Talladega and you know Charlotte and you know when when Kenny Schrader was putting all his equipment up for sale, Greg went and bought a couple of race cars and came and ran with us and and did pretty well. And, you know, we actually made a deal with him last year. You know, we were trying to promote the, the upcoming race at Winchester. And, and we asked him, you know, hey, can, can you come and bring your car to Winchester Speedway for one of their other races to help us promote, you know, the upcoming race? And he said, well, that's not on my, that's, that race isn't on my schedule, but I'd love to come and run it. I'll tell you what, you guys put me in, in touch with the racetrack. And if they will buy me a set of tires, not only will I bring my car to display, I'll come and run that race. We're like, okay, that's, that's fine. So, so Greg, we, you know, we put him in touch with the racetrack. They bought him a set of tires and he finished second. <laughs> you know, awesome. He ran the whole race and finished second in a race. He wasn't even supposed to run. And that's cool. 
and I think that energized him enough to to and his and his supporters, his sponsors. I think that energized them enough to come and try to run a full season. And he's a great guy. We love having him in the garage area. He's got a great again a great perspective because he you know he's 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 been around. He's a grown up. He's seen things you know from 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 the the business perspective for the last you know 15 or 20 years and you know it's, we like to have those guys too not only the kids who are you know trying to go up the ladder and, and yeah. become professional race car drivers but we want these guys like greg who are just you know have always wanted to do it and, and now they get to come and live their dream and, and be competitive and you know i would love to see greg win a race man there's there's nobody who, who works harder at this and you know he's he's got like i said just uh an infectious uh, work ethic and you know it, it'd be fun to it'd be fun to see those guys get up there and fight for a win absolutely absolutely all right cone i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap us with this and i'm gonna put you on the spot for an idea that i have and no 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 it's stupid no let's not do it no <laughs> i swear lap traffic nation i have cone and i have not talked about this so you are going to get the purest of pure responses here and uh if if we're off the air if you want to kill me afterwards then that's fine but uh so tonight's your 19th appearance and yeah so that uh, you know next on the block is 20th uh, for those of us that didn't skip you know, counting that day in kindergarten. Uh, and, and I'd love to do something really special uh, for your 20th appearance and something that kind of came to mind. You tell me if this is possible or something that we could maybe work out at MIS August 6th. Uh, you know, what if I were to like tail you for a little bit in the, in the Arca garage, if you will uh, kind of do like a, a, a different take for a show uh, do some uh, you know, behind the scenes type interviews, do some, you know, live shot interviews, uh, you know, we'll walk around, get a couple drivers, you know, some quick, absolutely. You know, two minutes, yeah, let's three do minutes. it. Let's, uh, I, I think that would be awesome. Maybe we could do something with the, the winner in victory lane, something like that. I would love to highlight Arca, uh, you know, just so, uh, so much appreciation to you for being such a huge supporter of the show. Uh, and, and get to do something in person because we used to do stuff in person at MIS. Uh, yeah. you know, then that COVID thing happened that kind of derailed that a little bit, but I'd love to do something like that with you guys. Let's do it. Let's plan on it. We'll make it happen. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Uh, anything you want to talk about next year coming up? What, uh, you know, hit us, hit us with some, with some teasers or something here to close it out. So, you know, I think next year for us, we, we really, we haven't even started looking at next year yet. <laughs> you know, so much of, so much of what we do is, is dependent on what the national series are all going to go and do. And, sure. you know, we need to get a look at what those schedules are going to be and then we'll start piecing it in. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to expect we'll, we'll be at the the usual places, Daytona and Talladega and Toledo and Salem and DuCoin and Springfield. And, you know, we'll We'll have that traditional short track swing here in the Midwest. And, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of races up here in the Menards footprint and, you know, those things, but you know, the exact, you know, how that schedule lays out, I think we'll, we'll have to wait and see how the, the national tours all come together. But, you know, I, I think we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, Arca's and it's hard to believe it's in its seven, we're in our 70th season, you That's know, awesome. and, 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 you know, we're not, 
we're not content with where we're at. You know, we, we do, we want to, we want to keep making this thing even stronger than it is. And, you know, understanding that we have our work cut out for us in a couple of areas where we show up every day with our sleeves rolled up and, you know, we're there to, to make it happen. So, you know, we're just going to keep on keeping on and uh, looking forward to having a great rest of the summer. And uh, we'll, we'll start thinking about 2023 here in the next couple of months. I love it. Cone, tell everyone where they can follow you, the series, sponsors, all that good stuff. Well, I don't know that anybody wants to follow me anymore. I'm not too funny on, on social media anymore. But, you know, at the Orange Cone, of course, is is always a good place to go. You can follow ARCA at ARCA underscore racing. And, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, we'll be, you know, Mav TV live from Elko Speedway coming up Saturday night. And, uh, you know, TV listings at ARCAracing.com. Keep an eye on us. I love it. Awesome. Live Traffic Nation, huge thanks to the Orange Cone for uh, coming on, supporting the show, all that good stuff. Be on the lookout for uh, some ARCA slash lap traffic content here yeah. uh, at, at MIS. I'm very excited about that. Cone, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you as always, and uh, we'll catch you soon. You got it, man. Hey, my wife is going to go for a boat ride tonight with my neighbors or anything that I need to warn her well, about. Yeah, just if his name's Gary, you just got to, you know, abort mission as soon as possible. So I always I always laugh. <laughs> Ashley, in her in her early life, earlier life, she, she, she went on three dates with a, a golf uh, pro, and she didn't realize it. She didn't realize that she went on a date with this guy. She went and took a lesson. And then, yeah, and then after the lesson, he was like, "Hey, uh, do, you, do you want to stop at the uh, at the at the bar at the restaurant here at the club and 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 have lunch?" And you know, she being the nice person she is, was like, "Okay, sure." And you know, and I'm she told me the story and i'm like well you went on three dates with this guy you know so so does does Lindsay know that she went on a date with gary while she was married to you does she know this I, I, it's possible <laughs> i just wanted to get to the racetrack so yeah right you're you're just like hey i got stuff to do you you take her off my hands but right Lindsay actually went on a date with gary yep, so that's true. on a pontoon boat on wampler's lake there you go hey wampler's a pretty lake man yeah you know, my brother lives on that lake it's a pretty lake yeah. <laughs> oh, well, hey, it's man, good man. being on with you, and uh, we'll see you at Michigan here in a few weeks. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Brandon. Later. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation. I absolutely love talking to the Orange Cone. Dear friend, dear friend of the show. Uh, just so incredible to get to, to get to know him uh, over the last six years doing the podcast, and cannot wait to get out to MIS and hang with him, the ARCA guys. Uh, things were like literally going in my mind as we were talking. Uh, you know, if, like I said, if you've been around a long time, you know that I used to do um, a show uh, on Friday uh, of MIS weekend, used to have, would schedule six, seven interviews in the media center. Uh, and just did an awesome collaboration bonus show kind of thing. And unfortunately, haven't been able to do that, uh, you know, and this would be a really cool twist to that for my home track, Cone's home track, uh, an awesome ARCA race at MIS, and, and just kind of uh, kind of Michael Waltrip gridline it uh, during the day and see what we can put together from a show perspective. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. So uh, be on the lookout for that all good things coming down the road so um all right there's that let's uh as again man just so many things to bring up for if you've been around a minute if you've been around a minute you guys know that uh jayski.com is big supporters of the show and uh dustin albino 
He's been a big supporter of the show, and uh, it's been a it's been almost three months since he's been on. And we used to do like a, a bonus show every few weeks, but then a kid happened, and that threw a wrench into some stuff. But uh, nonetheless, uh, there's lots to talk about. So uh, let's get Dustin on and and see what's going on. All right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his thirteenth appearance on the show. From jayski.com. Welcome back to the show, Dustin Albino. Dustin, what's up, man? How are you? 13. Lucky good 13. number, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, unlucky. Hopefully it's lucky and this will be a good episode. Right. Um, yeah. At least at least with my little portion. But good man. It's been a long time. Haven't haven't hurt me. You know, I haven't been on here in what three and a half, four months. It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen you. March first, man. It's crazy. Like it's uh oh, I need to get Dustin on. And then it's either like, well, I'm gonna take a week off or you know, something happens and it's it's like I, I just had to pull the trigger and finally reach out to you because I just thought it was so rare that the Xfinity series had back to back off weeks. I'm like, that's odd. I got to talk to Dustin. So I reached out to it's, you. Outside of like the truck series, when they go on some of their lulls during the summer uh, or even spring at the beginning of the year, um, you really don't see back-to-back weeks off in NASCAR at no. any of the levels. No, uh, you had, you had the Olympic break last week or last year, which you know was needed. And but but having only one off week this year on the Cup side, I mean, it, it's a grind this yes. year. And yes. we're about to yeah. you know we're about to go for 20 straight weeks. So uh, I, we'll have a lot to talk about, a lot to preview. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Lab Traffic Nation. When Dustin's on, you know we are going to start things off with some wrestling. Uh, and <laughs> I fit, right before you came on, we were like, you know, building up. We were post-Royal Rumble, getting ready for, for WrestleMania. And, man, have there been s- some news things breaking in <laughs> wrestling. Uh, side note, I got to tell you this. Uh, and this is a little teaser. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But uh, for those of you... That may have heard uh, a WWE wrestler by the name of Sheamus is the Grand Marshal for Nashville. And I reached out to Nashville's uh, track uh, PR guy and I'm like, hey, is he doing any media availability? And he gave me their PR guy. He actually responded and said, get a hold of me next week and we'll see if we can't make something happen. So Seamus might be on the podcast. I don't know. (laughs) And I will lose my shit. Let that happen. So uh, I've I've gotten to interview or speak back and forth with at the track. And especially the last couple of years, especially this year, like NASCAR and WWE, there's a big cross promotion. Huge. It seems like, Every other week, and really lately, every week, there's at least one person from WWE uh, yep. at a NASCAR race. Yep. So that'll be really cool if you get, you get Sheamus on the show. I think, yeah, I'm 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 not holding my breath, but uh, the communication has been there. We'll see what happens. So be on the lookout. Uh, that might be a a full uh, disclosure pre-recorded thing that gets dropped <laughs> in next week's show, but uh, fun nonetheless. He's, he's a good one too because he's you know couple years since 2020 he was at the 500 that year this year he's been at the clash and now nashville so you know he's at least someone that's interested and wants to continue coming back and supporting nascar Absolutely. so i know i know he's native to nashville so that's a tie-in too but um 
Yeah, that's that'll be a big get if you get him on Absolutely. the show. Absolutely, yes, sir. Uh, all right, man. We got Sasha Banks, Naomi. We got the CM Punk injury. We got the Cody Rhodes in injury. We got Brock Lesnar. We are staying far away from Vince McMahon, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot to lot there. Uh, I'll I'll start with this real quick. Uh, do you by chance listen to? Because I know there's a ton of content for everything out there. Uh, have you checked out Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, Broken Skull sessions, uh, specifically the Cody Rhodes interview? I Yeah, I try to watch all of the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions. I did get the Cody Rhodes one. I have not watched the most recent one with Jeff Jarrett. But. That's a good one. And the uh, the one before Cody um, with uh, the Dudley Bubba Boys. Ray? Oh, that yeah. was a really that was a good, good one. one. Really good one. Um, what I loved about Cody is Cody is is so well spoken uh just a wealth of knowledge and the family history and you just tie all three of those things together somebody from you know the the business side of things the wrestling side of things uh the microphone side of i mean i I'll, i'll be honest i i wasn't a big cody rhodes guy um in his first run with wwe because I didn't like the gimmick. And w- when you listen mm-hmm. to the Stone Cold's thing, he didn't like the gimmick. You know, right. you know, that whole start, it just it it was just so blah. And it's like this is Cody Rhodes. Like, how is how is this all that you've got for him? And you know, now we're seeing what the true Cody Rhodes is kind of like Stone Cold Steve Austin for me. Like the whole ringmaster thing, like, what is this? But then you let them have their own personality. And and it just takes off, which is amazing. Yeah, the 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 Rhodes family lineage in wrestling obviously is huge. You know, dating way back to the I don't know seventies, eighties, obviously with Dusty, maybe even before that. Um, and I think Cody always felt like he was he was something, and and, and you could see it too, right from a fan perspective at times. But like you said, he was kind of being held down by creative. He went out and did AEW, created AEW, and he kind of became like their John Cena. Yes. Um, yeah, and he's yes. on the he's on the forefront of all these shows. Uh, the Go Big Show. I used to I watched that. He obviously won't be the host of it anymore because right. it's on a yeah, Turner network. network. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, to see him come back, we haven't talked since. You know, we haven't been on the podcast. I haven't yep. been on the podcast since he came back. Uh, that the rumors were out there, before, you know, for months right. that he was coming back, right. yes. and the way they did it was just magnificent. I thought it encapsulated everything and it just i don't know it was a good feeling for wwe which over the last couple of years has not had a ton of great things going for it no i'm with you you know and if it you know seth rollins was the perfect wrestlemania opponent the perfect follow-up because seth i mean obviously if cody's coming back he's not going to take a loss uh seth rollins has enough uh, momentum. He's a big enough household name to sustain a couple back-to-back pay-per-view losses, which is exactly what happened. And you don't feel like Seth Rollins isn't Seth Rollins, you know? So I, it right. was, it was the right build up the right. He was the perfect person to be able to have, you know, a return match with, with somebody that's never, even, hasn't been on TV for that program in six years. Like it, it you know, th- they did that right. They, they hit, they hit it perfectly with that. They did. And I also think with Cody being out now with the injury, which was gruesome and all the credit for him to get through that. Oh um, man. Yeah. You know, with it, I've never had a torn pack. 
Um, and I don't want its orange back, especially with the way that looked. Uh, but I can't, you know, I'm assuming the only reason he got the clear to go is because it really couldn't have gotten much worse. Right. Um, but, you know, it'll be a huge return when he gets back. And I think, you know, if we're going to tie all this in together now with Brock Lesnar coming back, I feel like we're going to get a repeat of the Seth Rollins cash in from WrestleMania 31. I think because they're going to be the main event of SummerSlam with Lesnar reigns. I think, yep. I think Rollins yep. is the favorite to win the money in the bank next month. And I think he cashes in and then we'll get Cody Rollins for the, uh, for one of the titles at mania. Right. Well, and that would set up perfect, like you said. Uh, you know, I already read something that they're going to build. I mean, even before his inj- injury, I'm like, I mean, how how is Cody not the favorite for the 2023 Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble uh, yeah. Now you throw in the inj- injury, you look at the return. Uh, I, I, like I said, I read something that they're already building this, like Triple H's uh, return when he went on to – Mm-hmm. Win the Rumble, beat Chris Jericho, um, you know, back at what was that WrestleMania 18 or something like that, you know, so th- they already have the direction. Uh, and there are sometimes for me, like knowing that that's the direction, I'm still invested because it's something new, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it so is. I'm, I'm all in with that. Um when- What's not new is the is the main event of SummerSlam now between Lesnar and Reigns. I'm oh, about over that. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> all right. So all right. So assuming we all know that stuff's going on, do you think Brock Lesnar was that was a scheduled thing or do you think that was a oh shit, we need to do something to divert situation thing? Well, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it was supposed to be Randy Orton and now he's hurt Yeah. because they, they built up riddle, which he had his main event match at summer uh, SmackDown last week. Yeah. They've been building up RK bro. Randy gets hurt. At first I thought it was in kayfabe. Like I, you know, I thought it was, wasn't real, Yes. but it, it turns out it seems to be pretty real. So um unfortunate there because I feel like Randy, you know, I've, I've always been a Randy Orton fan. He's one of the all-time greats. His yes. longevity over the last two decades, amazing. With, um, with minor but, injury. Like, very rarely right. is he out with injury. Yeah, like, he's had a couple shoulder issues. But aside from that, you know, yeah. he's been on your television screen for the last 20 years. Yeah. And I feel like currently, before this injury now, I feel like he was potentially at his peak. Yeah. Like, he was having a great run over last year. Yes. So, yes. unfortunate that he's out. All right. Speaking of kayfabe. MJF is that kayfabe? <laughs> is this what? What is this real? What is it? Uh, it's it's whatever it is. Brilliant. It's entertaining. It's brilliant. <laughs> Regardless, it's brilliant. I think I think it started off as real and now is becoming kayfabe. Okay. I think it's a work. Okay, all right, I'm with you there. Uh, I have no I have no like motive as to why I feel that way. Just with the way that promo ended and him getting bleeped, I. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to convince me that it's that's real anymore. Yes. Well, the, so I'm with you, right? And we all know, right? It's all. It's 99 of this is all scripted. Uh, but if there's that one inch of you that, if that one percent makes you tilt your head like the dog, confused, and go, "Yeah, is it?" You know, and, yeah. and that's when you really get bought in, and that's when you know it's it's a great story. Uh, and that's where I'm at there. I'll no. be honest. I thought Sasha and Naomi 
was was a work uh, at first, but I mean now you know there's an actual release. The thing that really confused me with that one and why I thought it was a work was just because of Naomi uh, being married to to one of the Usos. I draw a blank on the the, the who Jimmy. it is Jimmy. You know, like man, like how does how does that meeting go? Like, hey, my wife's walking out, but I'm in one of the yeah. most popular stables of all times kind of thing. Like, that that had to be a very I mean, interesting thing there. You could say the same thing with, like, to a lesser extent, Andrade, when, you know, when he's Charlotte married Flair. now yeah, to yeah, Charlotte yeah. Flair. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. That one, I feel like Naomi kind of bit the bullet and just, you know, was supporting a friend in Sasha Banks, and now... Sasha looks like she's on the outs with WWE, which is unfortunate because she is a talented, very talented wrestler, oh, yeah. one of the best, you know, women superstars ever. Yep. Um, I, I don't see her going to AEW. There's no way. No. I mean, I could see her doing a rap Straight thing. to Hollywood. I can do see her doing... Straight to Hollywood. Yeah, yep. I'm with you. Um, all right. Uh, man, we... Uh, at some point, at one... We, we <laughs> need to consider doing some offshoot <laughs> wrestling thing at some point in time because we haven't even We're, scraped the surface on anything. And, people probably tuned out. <laughs> right, yeah. They <laughs> they fast-forwarded 20 minutes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I love it. There's not very many people. You know, it's kind of like NASCAR, which is kind of the funny thing, like with the crossover. Like, you either have people that are diehards or they're not. Uh, and right. every once in a while, you know, you'll get the – you know, oh, I tune into the 500 or, oh, I tune into WrestleMania just because of, of the, the, you know, the spectacle that it is, the, the marquee that it is. And it's like somebody like you and I that are both invested in both at the, you know, you even more than me um, on, on, on the, the NASCAR side of things. It's, 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 it's the emotion and the energy behind being able to have conversations is just awesome. So I, I love it, man. Especially on the wrestling side. Like, like you said earlier, if it makes you feel something, it's doing, it's doing its job. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. so yep. like with that MJF moment, like that made me feel something. Right. So it, even if you have a slimmer of hope that it's real, it makes it worth it, it in my it, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let you forget about the real life nonsense for. Absolutely. It's an escape from reality. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, man. So like we talked about, you were last on March 1st season just kicked off and here we yep. are just 10 races left in the regular season for cup 12 races left in Xfinity in the regular season. Here's what's just mind boggling to me is that it is June and that there are only three races left in the regular season for the truck series. Um, <laughs> What, you know, general's perspective, what are you surprised by? What do you still expect? You know, where are you at, you know, halfway-ish through 2022 across the board? Yeah, so with NBC taking over this year or this weekend at Nashville, I think the Fox portion of the schedule is one of the best Fox portions we've seen in a long time, and a lot of that's because of the new car. Yes. There's, there's been so many storylines this year, uh, so many breakout performances, four first-time winners in the opening 16 races. That's all good. And the, the car is, you know, far exceeded my expectations so far. It's run really well in intermediates. The intermediate, it's like more intermediates. Give, give us Kentucky, give us right. Chicago, bring them, bring them all back. Uh, um, and it's been decent on road courses. I thought we saw, you know, there's a small sample size, but Sonoma was entertaining at times. Yep. Coda had a great finish. 
Um, and the car has struggled on short tracks, which is surprising because we thought it would be the opposite. We yeah. thought it would do well on short tracks. So I would say so far, the biggest story has been the car and then, and then track house racing, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yes. No, I mean, you, uh, well, hell, let's just talk about it. I mean, when you look at track house, you know, me as a, a, as a fan of the sport, me as somebody that is a big fan of playoffs. And I know that a lot of my listeners aren't a fan of playoffs, but I, I do like that format of it. Um, I have been a big proponent that 16 is too many uh, and have been clamoring for 17 regular season winners. And we've danced around that the last couple of years. And we are really dancing around it uh, right now. 15 races in 11 different winners with 10 races still to go. Uh, you know, when you look at the fact that track house has it, um, you know, when you look at the fact that you've got guys like, uh, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Christopher Bell, uh, still without wins, like the reality of that becomes very possible for us as a fan base in terms of, man, what a, what a way and what a season to maybe go get 17, uh, with the debut of a new car. Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I love everything about that. I do too. And so when I used to host the front stretch podcast with Mike Neff as my co-host, he would put it in my brain every year that we're going to get 17 winners. We're going to, this is the year. And so it's last like week, the I, Lions, we're going to get a Super Bowl. Win. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in reality, like if, if, if it's going to happen, I think this year's probably the year, although I'm still not sold on it. And I don't, I think we might get 15, like we're at 12 right now. And like you, you named off some of the names, like I think Turex will probably get a win. He hasn't been as, you know, his self as, as, as terms of when he's joined Joe Gibbs Racing, this is what his fourth year with the team. And he hasn't shown that, that dominant speed, obviously hasn't gotten a win, only has one top five, which is two top fives, which yeah. is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I think Blaney's going to get a win. He obviously won the all-star race, but I think he'll get a win potentially this weekend. Um, and I think, I think Reddick's got to get a win. Oh my God. Like, I want that boy to get a win. So damn bad. It's not even funny, but yeah, you know, he, he has found any way to lose a race. Yes. Yes. And a lot of it's no fault of his own. Christopher Bell, I, you know, he's gotten the speed. I know he didn't have a good Sonoma, but before that he was on a killer run of five straight top 10. So and then Harvick. And if, say, those four get a win, then that's 16. Then you're looking at guys like Harvick and Almirola who are right on the outside, but you need to win. So yes. if if we get to 16 winners going into Daytona, I think we'll get a 17. I mean, um, and that's where somebody like, you know, uh, Keselowski, you know, that 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 could be your 17th winner at a place like that. Or, or Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you know, and, yeah. and that's where it can happen. And what I love even more about the setup is the fact that you've got three guys outside the top 16 with wins, you know, now granted, you know, 10 races, your points battle can change drastically with that. Um, but you know, all else being really? equal things. And right now you're bumping out Austin Dillon, Eric Jones and Kevin, Kevin Harvick doesn't make the playoffs today. You know what I mean? That's crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And really there's four. Cause you know, Suarez, oh, Suarez Cindric won the Suarez, 500. Yeah. yeah. Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin has two. That's been another story this year. Like Denny Hamlin has three top tens in the opening 16 races. Yeah. That's and two of those are wins, which is great. And at this point last year, he had zero wins yet. He was leading the regular season championship. 
Um, I'm curious, you know, last year he made a comment when he wasn't getting the wins and Alex Bowman had gotten two or three. I think he had three at the time. And he was like, you know, I'd rather have the season that we're having being up front, leading laps, being in contention to win, but hadn't won. I, I wonder how he feels now. I wonder yeah. if that's kind of changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's that that's the crazy dynamic, you know, and then we throw the new car and the, you know, it, parody in racing is such a unique word for me because, you know, is that really a word? Is Does such a thing mm-hmm. exist? You know, like you had said, this is the year if it's going to happen that it, it might happen because come next year, you know, there's going to be notes. And it's not that there's mm-hmm. not notes now, but this is his level playing field as it gets when you're debuting a new car in its first year. And so that that's where it's like, oh, come on, let's go get it, boys. And then, and then you just look at like the regular season championship. And right now we got five drivers with 30 points. Yes. And I was talking to Joy Logano last week after Sonoma, and he had just mentioned to me how, you know, it's the inconsistencies of everyone. And that's why it's so tight. You know, for him, he described himself as having a roller coaster year. Yeah. He's still 30 points out. (laughs) So, you know, and you go down to seventh, that's Larson. Like he only has one win after having 10 wins last year. That's surprising, and he doesn't have Cliff Daniels for the next four races after the tire fell off at Sonoma. So, yeah, but still you have seven drivers within sixty points. That's one full race, you know, worth of points. So, that's good. That's a good, th- you know, a good thing to have. Yes, you know, and then you know, like we talked, you know, Kevin Harvick, you you know, twenty twenty, yep. what nine wins, ten wins, to nine fall wins. off to no wins, and a, I mean, and just just struggling, you know, have limped their way into a couple top fives top tens uh and and i would put that on kevin harvick just being a veteran driver it's it's not that they had the speed it's not that they had the 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 you know fastest pit to to pick up spots it's just the uh you know ability of kevin harvick to outlast and you know be smart on the track um you know that's somebody like you would just pencil them in as a at least one, maybe two wins a year guarantee. Kind of like a couple of years ago when Kyle Busch got into that slump, you know. So it's, um, it's and then when we look at the fact we've got how many what three more road courses we've got Daytona, um, yeah, it's Atlanta, Atlanta. Uh, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this weekend at Nashville could be a little bit of a wild card. So I think I think Michigan could be a wild card too because I think it's not it's not going to be like a super speedway, but I think with this package, it's going to run more packed together. Yes. Um. Yes. So and you know, one out of like every five races in Michigan's a fuel mileage race, so it wouldn't shock me if and especially this year, like you know, when teams are waiting on either waiting on fuel or just you know, not waiting on fuel and getting out the pits as quick as quickly as they can. This could be a year for a fuel mile race in Michigan too. Absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to get to the track here in a couple of weeks. Well, more than a, oh, what do we got here? About four or five, maybe about six weeks, seven weeks. I'm looking very forward to that. Um, all right. Uh, I definitely want to squeeze in some Xfinity talk here because that is your bread and butter. Uh, some things not a surprise this year in Xfinity. You know, Dinger, couple wins. Gibbs with a few wins. Um, you know, what, what is surprising you? Are you surprised by Josh Berry with a couple wins? Are you surprised with Landon Castle's debut at uh, College Racing? Uh, break down Xfinity for us. Biggest surprise to me. <laughs> so this is probably going to surprise people, but I would honestly say it's probably Riley Herbst and Ryan C. Okay. 
you know, two, two forward guys. And right now, like they're having, they're not having stellar years and they're surprisingly, I'm, I was surprised by this one, you know, doing some research, but they're 11th and 12th in the, in the championship standings right now. You look at Riley Herbst, he's tied for the third most top tens. And last year, like going to his first year at Stuart Haas had a terrible year. Brutal. Already has more top fives this year than he did all of last. Ryan Sieg through the first 10 races of the year finished first 11 races of the year. He had just one finish of 11th or worse. I would say those are the biggest surprises positively. Negatively, I would say it's overall colleague racing. Uh, you know, and that's kind of surprising, right? That's kind of surprising probably that I'm saying that because Almaninger has 13 top tens, leads the points, has two wins. But you look at his teammates, Daniel Hemrick and Landon Castle, and I know Castle got a, what was a runner-up at Martinsville, but besides that, those two teams in particular haven't really been close. And uh, I, I really expected more out of Hemrick coming off the championship last year. Sure. Only has one top five so far in 14 races. So, you know, Chris Rice, I heard him say over the radio at Darlington that, you know, we're bad now. Like, we're terrible. At the time, Hemrick was running 30th in the race. And he was apologizing to the team over the radio and promised them that they'll have it better for the playoffs. So playoffs are coming. Do you think and, some uh, of that has to do with, uh, you know, a little extra focus going to, on the cup side? That's a good point. Pro probably so. Uh, you know, they're probably, they, I'm sh I don't I'd have to do research on this and dig in, but I'm assuming they hired on more guys because now you're running five teams, two cup teams, your first full year as a cup program. They were running out of different shops. I think they're all in the same shop now, cup and Xfinity. So yeah, that's probably a very valid point. You know, when, when you look at the, uh, you know, AJ's last win, uh, you know, to go out there, the Xfinity series win run, um, you know, the cup race for the 16 for calling that race uh get off the course four times and you know, yeah, that was wild <laughs> and still manage a top 10 like you know I, I you know i i think they're having to share the resources a little bit um you know but when you look at it from a hey your driver's leading uh the the, the points and probably still one of the favorites uh i mean it's it's i guess how much fault can you give to a guy like Landon Castle, a big fan of the show, love Landon. Um, you know, to, I mean, this is the first year he's ever been with a team like this in this yep. type of equipment. I mean, you you obviously would have had to give some form of a or you know learning curve, if you will. Um, I mean, I think I mean he's sitting tenth in points right now. Um, you know, I think six seven races, and he was even outside. You know, so even them as an organization. You know, you can see the improvement going on with them. I, I totally agree with you. And I think he even, you know, I talked to him at Daytona and he said something similar, like, you know, he knows how to run 15th to 20th, but he wants colleague racing to show him how to win. Yes. He's never yes. won. You know, he's got over 500 NASCAR starts, probably almost 530 now. And uh, he hasn't won. He's no. got only no. a couple top fives, yeah. you know, came close yeah. to Martinsville. But the thing that's concerning is he hasn't won a single lap this year. Yeah. So, you know, and you look at Hemrick, he's led 48, but most of those were at Daytona. So, yeah, I don't know this. I, I think the team will figure it out going into the playoffs. And that's when you want to be hot. Absolutely. Well, you know, let me ask you this. With today's format, you know, we used to see guys, you know, pre pre bonus points, you know, they'd stay out for that leading the lap or they'd be concerned about leading laps, you know. I, I mean, like you said, you know, he hasn't led a lap. If if it 
if you got a lap, or if you got points for leading a lap today, you know, mm-hmm. we probably would have seen him stay out for a caution or, you know, he'd, he'd have 10 laps led, which wouldn't mean really anything, you know? I missed that. That was a cool, you know, when, when points were awarded for laps, like that was, you know, one for, what was it? One point for one lap led. And then for the most laps led, you got like five. Yeah. That was cool. And and I understand why now, you know, it's more simpler. It's a lot simpler math for anybody to do yes. <laughs> the points <Yes>. now. Um, <laughs> but I don't know that that is something that I do miss. And I, like you said, I've, a lot of people would do that, right? Like yeah. if you're fighting around that bubble, if you're Ryan C, like you'd probably do that because you're going to drive your way up pretty quickly from the back, you know, depending on the track to where you probably are going to be running. Absolutely. I'm with you. Um, all right. So we kind of talked a little, we, we talked some cup already. Uh, you know, we're heading to Nashville. We're heading into a pretty cool stretch. We got Nashville. We got road America. Uh, we got MIS coming up. Um, you know, where, where, where are we going to find Dustin at the track? What are you looking forward to this weekend at Nashville? Have you ever been to Nashville, the city itself? Like, I mean, it's a it's a cool little town, man. Sounds like you've been there. Sounds like experience. I I, I went. Uh, I had a work conference there about four years ago. And I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I, I get there. I actually left early. I took an extra day off because uh, I've never been. I'm like, I want to go see this town, right? So I just had in my mind, being a country music fan that I am, like, I thought it was just going to be like podunk bars, wood floors, peanut shells, and <laughs> like, you know, low-key bands. Like, that's what I just visually had in my mind. And I get out of the airplane on a Friday night. I get to the Airbnb I'm staying at. I take an Uber to the Strip, and it is like Las Vegas crowds, like, rowdy loud like elbow to elbow (laughs) i just i had never experienced anything and it took me a minute to like shift from what i was mentally (laughs) expecting and i literally i said that to somebody and they're like oh dude you gotta go like 20 minutes outside of town go to this bar if that's what you want (laughs) which i did and it was awesome but uh yeah it's it's it is it's Las Vegas without the casinos is what it is. I've heard a couple people. I've never been there, um, but I've had a, I've heard it references like the Nashville of the South or yeah. not the Nashville, the yeah. Las Vegas of the South. Yeah. 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 If they got casino licenses down there, <laughs> Las Vegas wouldn't last another three years and they'd be shut down. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> and like, yeah, you see, like, like I know nowadays, like back in the day, Pocono was known as like the honeymoon capital of the, the America or maybe the world. Um, and now you see like a lot of bachelorette parties or, or bachelor parties even going straight to, to Nashville, Nashville to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Good times. Town's booming. Good but times. It's t- as, as far as, uh, you know, what to expect. I mean, last year, Kyle Larson kind of put a whooping on the field. Blackhouse has had, and, and I don't know if the, golf is going to be a reset for for teens or, or what we're going to see but um nashville is a essentially a home track to track house with both justin marks living there um ty norris living there i think we're going to see another ross Chastain when i think he gets his third win it'll be the first three race winner of the season and i think that's even more of a surprise so far you know going off what we mentioned earlier with having 12 winners is that nobody's 
won consecutive. Like, nobody has more than two wins this year, which is a huge surprise to me. 16 races in. Ross Chastain goes out and picks up win number three. I mean, that is that's, – that's putting a mark. That that's putting the field on notice is is what that would be. It is. I am I am here and I will see you in the in the in the Elite Eight Final Four, baby. That's that's what that's that's what that says. It it really does. I mean, and you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot. And, yeah. Yep. You, know, you look at what, you look at what they've done this year with with winning both road courses between Suarez and Chastain, um, Chastain winning at Talladega, but we haven't really seen him go out and dominator race yes he led a lot of laps at vegas but he didn't close the deal um i think i think eventually we're going to see just a, a you know i mentioned whooping i think we're eventually we're going to see a whooping by either chastain or you know similar to what suarez did last race out like i think we're just going to see a track house domination here in the next few weeks i love it man uh i'm all about and that. then you go to then you go to Road America, which like i just said track house is two for two so yes. i mean we could really get on the the track house bandwagon here in a little bit yeah for sure man uh all right uh what do you got planned for the fourth and uh what uh what do you want to tell everyone that you're working on that uh, they should be on the lookout for yeah absolutely so the fourth i'm going to road america i'm super pumped uh july 4th weekend and i'll be back for july 4th and i think we'll probably just hang out with family but super excited to get out to road america never been um i've heard really good things about that place it's like a almost like a carnival and there's just a race going on. That's what I've heard. Love it. Um, so I'm excited to experience that. We got a lot of races coming up. I'll be at New Hampshire, Pocono, Watkins Glen, all the Northeast ones. Um, and then we get into the playoffs and I'm sure I'll be at a few of those two, including Phoenix. Um, so look out for me. If you're at the track, come say hi. Uh, and then as far as content this week, I'll have a piece out on Stefan Parsons, um, his move mid season, his, his mid season move to Jim Loud uh, spoke to him a few weeks ago, and he's been, you know, he's a guy who doesn't have a ton of experience in, in NASCAR overall, and I think really made the most of the opportunities he's given. So definitely check that out. It'll be on NASCAR.com on Wednesday. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, and where can everybody follow uh, you and all that good stuff? Usually you do that for me. So. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> at Dustin yeah. Alpino at Jayski.com, all that good stuff. Um, listen, man, appreciate you coming on 13th. Uh, we'll have to get 14th soon so that you're not just sitting on 13, uh, for a minute there. And, uh, man, it was great to catch up with you. Great to talk some wrestling, some racing, all that good stuff. Have a great, uh, trip, uh, to road America. Have a great 4th of July and, uh, look forward to having you back on soon, brother. Yeah. Let's not make 13 unlucky. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hope it's all. Hope to talk to you soon, Brandon. All right, man. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Dustin Albino with jayski.com for coming on. Sir, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Dustin Albino. Love talking with him. Love talking wrestling, NASCAR, all that good stuff. Uh, all right, how about some Lap Traffic social media? We're, we're deep into this thing. Let's do some social media. All right, let's do a little Lab Traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. You'll find all the fantasy updates there. Uh, you might even get a sneak peek as to who's coming on the show before it's announced on social media on the website. There's Facebook, the Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Leave a review on the show. I haven't gotten a review in a minute. Uh, so if you feel like leaving a five-star positive review, by all means, please go do that. Uh, tell your friends. 
there's an awesome giveaway going on right now with Atlanta Racing and the Throwback brand. So make sure you're following those two handles uh, as well as be on the lookout for some giveaways uh, from Lap Traffic, some NASCAR prize pack, ticket giveaways, all that good stuff. Uh, and speaking of new followers, we got Rowdy Trucks at Rowdy Trucks, Kyle Bush fan, of course. Uh, we've got at Dirt for Life 14, Dirt Racing fan, Seth Rollins fan. Uh, we've got Aaron at Aaron underscore CCRN. Um, a Wildcats fan and a sports fan all around. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell your friends to come give a follow. Come give a listen. And don't forget, I've got free stickers and koozies. All you have to do is go fill out the contact page on the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, and I will get those out to you. Uh, there's T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more on the website store if you feel like supporting. Uh, there's also a uh, donate link on Twitter, all that good stuff. Not that I'm soliciting, but hey, uh, if you want to help the show and all that good stuff, everything goes right back into it for sure. Um, all right. And I got to remind everybody again that anything can happen during the second half of the NASCAR season. Experience the thrills, the drama, the acceleration on the NBC family of networks. The push for the playoffs begin in Nashville Sunday, June 26th on NBC and Peacock at 4 p.m. Central Time. And join us the following weekend for NASCAR Road America Sunday, July 3rd, 2 p.m. Central Time, only on the USA Network. I'm a big fan of the USA Network because uh, you all know I'm a big WWE fan, and uh, that's where we get Monday Night Raw. So, you know, go check out the USA Network for sure. All right. Uh, let's keep things rolling. Uh, let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line. All right. Lap Traffic Nation joining me back on the line as predicted three weeks, not two weeks. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Newdorf, sir. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, but again, I think we really do need to work on your communication skills because I like I think I texted you like a week ago. I'm like, is there a podcast? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's my bad. I, I still I'm like I'm like, are we even? I'm, I, sometimes I'm even like, is he still a podcast? Right? Yeah, is he still I there? Know, you know? I know. It's uh, it's definitely been a two week on, one week off kind of thing here lately. Um, but uh, so I'm not going to make any promises. On no, I don't either. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been, I don't, I, I can't even remember what my last tweet was. So um, I shouldn't, I have really no, literally no room to speak. Um, <laughs> oh, how was your father's day, sir? Outstanding. It was, I had all the kids home. My wife did a wonderful job. It was just really cool to have them around. And uh, we went to see a movie, the, the new Jurassic world. Um, I was hoping for more. I'm going to leave it at that. If you haven't seen it, you want to go see it. I mean, still go. I mean, I don't want to take anybody away, but um, yeah, I was, I, it was, it, I was, I, wa I wanted more and I didn't get it. And it, I think it left, um, it could have done more and could have been better. Fair enough. Well, s speaking of movies, uh, someone here with their uh, three week homework assignment of watching the original Top Gun has uh, come up uh, with an epic fail. Uh, that no, has, I mean, you can't, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've had like what? You've had almost thirty-five plus years to go see or whatever. So yeah, the fact around. that you have at this, what's a few more weeks out of that span? <laughs> yeah, you know, you got it. You got it. 
Oh. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's for free on Netflix or anything. Nothing, no, so nothing like that. It's not it's not readily. I don't even. You know, that would be funny. That'd be the one thing if like if I had to physically get in the car, drive to Blockbuster, and rent it, take it back within Actually, two days. <laughs> pay. Honestly, there yeah, there's there's a ton of movies that I haven't even. I mean, there's a ton of movies I that are like like you know epic movies that I've never seen. So I'm really. I am in, in a lot of ways. I have no room to talk, and I, and I've given up. And I gave up a long time ago. For those who've never seen the Star Wars, uh, seen, seen all the Star Wars movies, um, and I'm okay with that. You know, to I'm each their own. Like, too. and you know what? But you're never, you've never claimed to be like no. a geek, so that's no. okay. That's okay. <laughs> now you want to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, See, I've only saw like the first two, maybe. Okay. Uh, I will tell you, like, the third one was, hands down, my favorite by far. Uh, the Oceans movies. Um, yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to think of what other. Now, I'm a, I am love uh, the King Kong movies. Uh, I, I love okay. those. Um, and something that really most people probably would not peg me for um, were the uh, Divergent uh, movies. Okay. Uh, I don't know, I, you know why, but I was a sucker for those. I didn't watch the last one, mostly because my wife didn't want to see the last one because she really liked the books. And okay. I hear that last one really deviated really far okay. uh, from the book. So okay. um, that's what my wife told me. So um, yeah, I mean, to each their own, it, yes. you're, you get a pass. I just like, I mean, any, any opportunity I can to give you crap, that's, Absolutely. that's all. That's all I'm looking for. Yes. That's really all I'm looking for. <laughs> Happy to sign up for that. Absolutely. Um, well, listen, we are going to Nashville. Have you ever been to Nashville uh, personally? I, I, I have, but it's been like a long time. I, and, I'm, and I'm literally just like, I'm, I'm not that far, like three hours maybe. Yeah. I really should be getting to these tracks now that they're a lot closer to me, especially. But uh Time, that's a big thing. Money, that's another thing. Um, all of those things. You know, gas, I mean. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That's, um, uh, I was talking with Lindsay yesterday. I'm like, damn, uh, normally we stay out by the track and, and things just aren't lining up for that for Michigan. I'm like, I'm going to have to commute back and forth two days at 90 minutes, you know, each way. I'm like, damn, that's going to be a few hundred dollars in gas. For well, just that true. But, but I mean, I probably, I probably would have done it too. Like when I would go to, when I would go to MIS, um, I would literally stay in like Toledo Yeah, yep. and, and make the drive, um, because it was the cheaper hotels. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which, uh, speaking of MIS, I need to reach out to my friends at, uh, at Firekeepers and get them lined up here over the, uh, cool. next couple of weeks, get them back on the show. But uh, so how uh, let's did you watch? Uh, I, I'll assume no. Uh, no, did, I no, you, no, no, I, no, I didn't. I had, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, part of it, I, I had to work. Um, number one, like I said, I had a son in town. Um, uh, he came from he was up. He's, I, I have two of the boys are living at home this summer. One is up at Purdue. OK. And because of that, um, um, because of that, uh, he came into town uh, Friday. But I also worked. Uh, early Saturday morning with the weather service. So I had to do what we do. You know, we have shifts that are like overnight, whatever. Um, so I did one of those shifts. Okay. And um, so I slept in and then, you know, I hadn't seen him. So I'm like, okay, that's what I wanted uh, to do. And then we did go see uh, the, the new Top Gun a second time for me, his first time. Um, so that's what we did. And that was, that was fun. Awesome. 
Awesome. Cool. How uh, how's the weather looking for this weekend? All three series. Um, it's going to be busy. Um, they're going to be racing on the surface of the sun. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, so hopefully they no. It, it's going to be hot. I mean, we're looking at temperatures at least Friday, Saturday. Uh, you know, upper nineties, and it's. I mean, it's going to. It's just going to be. It's going to be freaking hot. Now the question going into um, the question for. Sunday is there's a slight chance right now of precipitation because there's some, but the models are not in really good agreement on um, the models are not in really good agreement about when a front may come through and showers. So uh, one's a lot drier than the other. So that will be Sunday. will have to be watched right now. It's not a really high chance, but uh, once we won't know until probably Wednesday. So uh, if you've got plans and you're going, keep it, just keep a, an eye on, that day because you know that timing is everything as we say absolutely yes well uh i i mean it's not like you'll be short of uh trying to find anything to do in nashville if if anything does happen uh i was there man when was that mm, a couple years ago maybe 2017 2018 from i've only been there one time and i was blown away it is it is a very very cool town, very cool city. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It seems it seems very appropriate for NASCAR to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, cool, man. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Uh, I think we're good. We're not in, good. you know, college. Yeah, we're not in college uh, basketball or football. It's coming no, up though, obviously. Is. Yes. Can you believe so, that? Um, like it's, uh, it feels like it just ended and and. You know, no, it doesn't feel like it just ended. No. <laughs> Basketball feels like it just did. That's uh, true. But, um, but no, I think we're, we should be, I mean, it's just going to be, uh, going to have to see how everything plays out. I mean, we have a decent, you know, it looks like this is maybe the first time since Brahm's been the coach that we actually don't have like a huge, um, quarterback controversy. Like yeah. we know who's going to start. Um, and you know, there's some potential Heisman buzz maybe around Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he's the way he ended last year and when he took over being the starter, I mean, the potential is really high, uh, and maybe we'll find a running game who knows. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and maybe Michigan will not embarrass the big 10 who knows. Uh, um, we'll see. actually maybe, you know, maybe we just need to say, you know, Ohio state, come on, don't be, don't lose to Michigan. So you can actually do something good. Right. Um, yeah, no, I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm... Now, I, well, I mean, that's the thing. When you look at the uh, Vegas odds for over-unders, I think Michigan's at nine and a half and OSU's at ten and a half. It's, it's really that one game that they're, they're, they're putting it on, you know? So Yeah, and, 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 and the one thing we all know is that really it means absolutely nothing at this point. Of, well, yeah, exactly. Yes. No, it's, it's, it's all on – how things fall throughout the season. And, uh, you know, as we see, anything can happen. Hashtag Michigan Big Ten champs. So who would have saw that one coming? So. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> oh, well, you should. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you did beat Iowa, which then again, Purdue beat Iowa. So that, you know, that's, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know. <laughs> All Listen, right. you ha you take you take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. Uh, another another uh, you know three months from now, we'll be back Sounds on. Sounds um, good to me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. See you at Daytona in February, right? That's, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe that's the earliest I'll get on. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> 
All right, Lab Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell. And uh, Sir, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds like a plan. All right, man, we'll see ya. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, there you have Mr. Brian Newdorf. Uh, all right, well, normally you'd be hearing some barking dogs and we'd be doing some lucky dogs, but uh, with uh, only having the truck race and all that, uh, I didn't do the lucky dogs this week. Uh, instead, we're just going to keep the guests going and the interviews going and all that. Uh, we're probably going to hit two hours tonight. That's, that's for sure. Haven't done that in a minute. Um, as I mentioned earlier tonight with Cone, uh, I've got a uh, Arca driver ready for you so uh let's uh let's get greg van Ulse on the line all right lamp traffic nation joining me on the line making his first appearance on the show he is the driver and owner of the number 35 ford in the arkham menard series with four top tens through seven races this year welcome to the show greg van Ulse. greg what's going on man how are you thank you thanks for having me pretty good um trying to stay cool in all this heat Oh man, it's it's brutal up here in Metro Detroit. We definitely cracked a hundred today. That's for sure. How is it down there in the shop? Like one air conditioner unit, but it's here, so it's thirty months to do this. But yeah, it stays pretty cool in here. Awesome, awesome, good deal. Uh, listen, Greg, uh, you've got quite the diverse background from construction to racing. Uh, you got into racing as a, uh, as a teenager. Um, you've, you've had quite the travels, uh, racing took you down to Florida. You started some construction companies. Talk us about your, your story, man. Cause it's, it's, it's a really cool one from what I've, I've heard. Yeah, man, I don't know if we have enough time for a whole story, but, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of said it. Like, I uh, I started racing go-karts back when I was 14 or 15. I got a job um, working for a guy by the name of Terry Riggins, and uh, he's still um, really into the go-kart scene. Um, so anybody that's really into go-karts knows who he is. Um, started, started there at his masonry company. Um, saved up enough money, bought a go-kart and, and that just snowballed into, I think we ran mini stocks then modifieds and late models. And then that's when my first stint in ARCA happened. Um, it was probably, I think I was 20 or 21. Um, and then I did some Hooters Pro Cup stuff. And then that's when I moved to Florida. Uh, I guess that's when life just kind of started happening, started beginning, um, got married, uh, started having kids and then, uh, I always I would get out of racing, but I just couldn't afford it. So, uh, we were actually at city running dirt car one and just kept watching all these guys that come in and they'd have toter homes and nice trucks and trailers. And I was like, man, you know, I had to start a construction company of some sort, but I was just working at a factory. I, I didn't know what to start. I, I really didn't have any construction experience. And, um, that night uh, it was the Kings of Indiana Sprint Series, and I think I was the 15th car to fly. And wow, uh, I was messed up. And um, probably shouldn't have been, you know, as far as financially. And um, that was on a Friday night. I had. $1,250 in my checking account. 
And Saturday morning, I went and bought another chassis for twelve hundred dollars, oh, and I had wow. just gotten paid. So I still had two weeks, and I was out in the garage working on the car. And because of the concussion, I was just nothing was going together right. And so um, I, I I got mad at the situation. Sure, <laughs> the best way right? to put it. Started throwing tools around and everything, and I I I I quit racing. Um, I. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I told my wife, she, she was, she came running out because of all the noise that was, was kind of being uh, going on in the garage. And, um, she's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'll start a fence company or something. And, um, lo and behold, I, I, uh, I sold most of my racing stuff. Um, I like to say I sold it to start defense company, but I'll be honest with you. I sold it to pay bills. Right. And, um, started the uh um i started an ad on the old craigslist just kind of hungry and what i was trying to do and and uh, one job led i think we're my daughter's 14 so i'm 14 or 15 summers in so and uh racing at this level now that's awesome man that's that's incredible uh those are the success stories that i don't think we hear enough about uh, and those are the type of stories that you'd hear about on on a podcast like this, which I absolutely love. That's that's remarkable. Um, I, uh, I I mean, I do this as a hobby. Uh, I, I work in the mortgage industry during the day and my wife and I just we, we've got a four month old. And I just hope like hell that he wants to go and drive something. So uh, I might reach out to you about go-karts in a couple of years. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, listen, man, uh, an incredible year so far. Um, you know, like I said at the start, four top tens through seven uh, races. Picked up a uh, another one this past weekend at Berlin, uh, which is in my home state of Michigan. Uh, talk about what this year has been like for you uh, and the success that you guys have had. Um, it's been up and down. I mean, we started out the year on a really positive note. We were the fastest car in preseason testing at Daytona. Um, had high hopes going to Daytona. Um, race was going good. We were just kind of riding around, just, you know, trying to make it to the end and, um, got hit under yellow. Um, uh, I still don't know how that happens, but, uh, got hit under yellow and it, it pretty much just ruined our chances. It, it drove all the rear fender bracing into the left rear tire. And, uh, by the time we got it all fixed and everything we ended up losing last and was able to finish the race but i think we were like 21st or 22nd with a car that fully capable of winning um phoenix uh long drive out there to go 10 or 11 laps got got turned in the very beginning so those two races were kind of down races um talladega was pretty good for us we were we were um up front all day um and then just towards we, we just got shuffled out right there at that point where they said they were just gonna call the race on the next flag so we were better than what we finished there and had a really good race at charlotte um that's probably the one that we're really proud of getting the the fifth place at charlotte i mean that's in the all the big teams' backyard and we ran good there last year and had battery issues and uh these last few races iowa berlin um I feel like we should have ran better at both tracks. Um, 
Iowa, I think we kind of got what we deserved. Uh, as far as uh, we kind of finished where we where we were, we learned a few things that we did wrong there. And then Berlin, we're not quite sure what happened. Uh, felt like we should have ran a lot better in what we did. Um, that's that's why we're that car's over there on the scales. We're <laughs> I can see going that over there. <laughs> trying to trying to find something and was hoping something would stick out. So I, we still don't know why. I mean, we 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 ran good, right? Like in in. In the grand scheme of things, we're running good, but we feel like we can run better. Um, and, and that, a lot of times, I think, comes from the driver's seat. It's like I can feel something in the car um, that's not quite right. And if it's not quite right, then we can make it better. And, you know, we tried to make it better, and we just we just, we just didn't. We couldn't. So um, not sure what happened there, but going to Elko this weekend, we're, we're – uh, we're hoping we're making gains. Absolutely. Uh, hey, it, it, it looks like it from the fan perspective, for sure. Um, talk about Berlin for a minute as far as the, the, the track itself. You know, obviously a lot of history behind it. Uh, gets a, you know, a, a lot of talk uh, with Jeff Striegel being the promoter. Uh, it won the uh, Auto Parts Challenge uh, last year. Uh, what's it like going to a track like that in the ARCA series that has – uh, pretty substantial history. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a unique racetrack. Um, I'd raced there a couple of times in the super late models and stuff. So I kind of knew what to expect. Um, that experience helped. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a unique racetrack. I, I love how they pack the fans and then the fans are just right up there on you. Uh, you know, during driver intros and everything. And, and, um, uh, as, as much as I love running the big tracks, it was, it was fun to get back to a short track that kind of felt familiar. Sure. Well, you know, Berlin, you know, short, short, like you said, short track here, a couple weeks, you're going to be going to the big two miles at MIS, uh, which is, you know, like I said, uh, it's my home track. I can't wait to get out there. Um, you know, what are some of the tracks, you know, mid season, mid summer here that you're looking forward to get to? I'm looking forward to going to both, um, Michigan. And then I'm really looking forward to going to IRP. Uh, sorry, Lucas oil raceway park. You can <laughs> tell you have my age, right? Um, so, uh, I'm really looking forward to going there. Um, ran a lot down there. So, um, you know, I feel like my experience there will help. Um, Michigan last year, we were running good. We were running in the top five. I think we finished six, but was running inside the top five for quite a bit of the race. So we're looking forward to going back to that one. Um, Pocono, I'm kind of mixed on, not sure because we wrecked there last year in practice. So not sure if it was a driver error, a setup error, or, you know, just, just Pocono being the beast that it is. And, um, I'm nervous about mid-Ohio and, and Watkins Glen. Um, I've never ran road courses, and, and I don't know if time's going to allow us to, to do any testing or anything for road course. Um, so I'm a little nervous about those. But, uh, you know, going to those two places, my goal will just be to stay on the track and, and get <laughs> what we can get. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we know what our team is, uh, is up against and the teams that we're racing. And, um, you know, we know that the, the guys in front of us in points or the guys and gals in front of us in points, I mean, they, they go and test and they, 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 they go to different racetracks. They have sim, sims, uh, 
I guess, sim units to sure. to prepare on and stuff like that. And I mean, this is where you'll find me during the week. I mean, we're out here and in in the in the barn working on the cars, and and so sometimes we just don't have time to go test and and things like that. Well, so that that leads me to my next question. So, uh, you know, Laugh Traffic Nation, you know, Greg and I were talking via Zoom. He's in his his race shop. Uh, he, he owns construction companies. So talk about breaking that down, you know, from the, you know, nine to five, if you will, to the to the working on the cars. You know, how do you how do you find the time? How do you how do you how do you split it all out, man? Um, so my typical day, I start at the fence shop at seven. Um, I will normally work till three or four o'clock and then come over here. Um, just depending on what the workload is here in the shop, but you know, yeah, usually several hours in here. I mean, there's, there's late nights, obviously, um, you know, you can see behind me, the guys are, uh, one of them's over here at the pit box, the other two on the other side, they're trying to put the brakes back on the pit box. We broke the brakes on it and we got to unload it in the infield at, at Elko. So tonight they're working on that. We were working on the, on the Elko car a little while ago. Um, so it's really it's no real set in time. We just kind of go until we, we feel like we're at a good stopping point. And then of course I got four kids and, and a wife. So, you know, there's always gotta be a, a little bit of time left in the day to, to go in the house and eat dinner and, and things like that. But, but uh, yeah, for the most part from, seven o'clock in the morning till 10, 11 o'clock at night. We're, we're busy. Absolutely. Um, talk about the sponsors for a minute. Uh, CB fab, uh, your company, your company, top choice fence. Uh, you know, what's it, what's it like having your own company on your own race car and, and all that? Yeah. So CB fabricating, um, the story behind that is, um, uh, it's Chris Barkdahl. I, I met his son, um, Kyle Barkdahl, I did a fence for them and I've done several projects. I know we did a fence and a deck for him. Might've done a couple fences for him. And then I met Chris, uh, through his son. Cause I did a fence for Chris and, um, we've been partners for, uh, for a good, gosh, I don't know how long now. And, and it started out, um, you know, pretty small. Um, we, he helped us powder coat a chassis when we were in late models, uh, several years ago. And then it's just, it's grown from there. And, and, um, uh, it's kind of cool. Cause what I like about it is, is, um, he does have other teams that he sponsors, um, and it helps out, um, Tyler roaring. Um, you know, I reached out to him before Berlin the week before he, he kicked everybody's butt in the sprint car. So, <laughs> you know, I was able to reach out to, you know, quote unquote teammate, um, to get some pointers going to Berlin. Um, you know, but he, he does that and he does the street stock. He does a couple other sprint cars with Brian Tyler, Evan Mosley. Um, so those guys are all, um, you know, I, I feel like we're all, all teammates versus, um, you know, anything. So, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool relationship. Um, you know, he goes to the track with us and, um, he's different than, than what I would assume other sponsors are like. Um, you know, he's right down there in the pits with us and, and he'll give a helping hand if we ask him to, or, or he'll, uh, you know, take a seat in his stool and, and stay out of the way, just whatever we need him to do. I mean, he'll help push stuff to pit road and, and things like that. And then, um, my company, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, 
we basically fence all day so we can race all night. I, I mean, love that's. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to put it i mean it, the fence county was originally started um you know one of the things i i i kind of promised myself when i started the company if i was able ever able to get back into racing um i was only going to go back into racing if i could do it right and what i mean by that is like um uh, it's no knock to anybody because i've been there but you get guys that go out there and they're they're um, just doing everything I can just to show up to get to the track. Um, and they're not, I don't want to say they're not racing, but you know, they all have their own race, but you know, like back in the day when I was running the Hooters pro cup series, um, I would buy one set of tires and we were allowed to have, well, I would buy one set and then, you know, try to borrow or, or get one of the teams to give me a set of used tires. Um, I made the determination that I wasn't going to do stuff until I could go to the racetrack. And I was the guy that um, was able to buy our full allotment of tires and things like that. We set out last year um, in the Arca series and, and that's why we only picked a handful of races. And then once we got in, got learning how everything worked, the ins and the out of the Arca series, that's, um, you know, we were able to, make that jump into running full time with CB fabricating. And, and I've done some things inside my fence company to, um, to help it grow a little bit so I can do this stuff. That's awesome, man. That man, what a, what a great story. I, I love hearing stuff like that. It, it's so cool. Uh, the listeners of the show, I know love that. Uh, so, so awesome to see that. Um, Greg, where can everybody follow you on social media and keep up with what you got going on? So, um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter and I'm on, um, TikTok. It's all under Greg Van Oss. I don't have any crazy screen names. Um, but I'm not real, real active, um, there because I've got to, I've got to be here. So, sure. um, I think I got several videos on TikTok, and they were all done like a two week span before the season started. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, um, uh, you can find me on uh, the platforms, um, but like I said, I'm usually too busy to really be uh, doing the social media stuff. But uh, but I am on there. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll make sure to tag you. And uh, Greg, uh, I I'm gonna be doing something cool with uh, with the orange cone at MIS, and uh, we'll make sure we swing by and uh, say hi to you uh, race weekend for sure, man. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Greg for uh, being on the show tonight. Greg, best of luck rest of the season, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. All right. Lab Traffic Nation, there you have Greg. Uh, great to have him on. Sorry about some of the audio issues there. I uh, Definitely being in the shop, I think there was uh, a couple internet issues there, but uh, no big deal. Point uh, came across very well. Love, love hearing stories like that for sure. Uh, and I love doing shows like this. We're an hour 40 in. I got one more interview plus Lap Traffic Fantasy to close things out. Um, for, for those of you that... Uh, 
listen closely. Uh, you know, Aaron Studwell, uh, who does the weather every other week, has his uh, sports management company and represents drivers across all different kinds of series, not just NASCAR. You know, he works with Landon Castle. Uh, however, he also does some stuff with Sam Pele over in the Mazda series. And uh, we're, we, we caught back up with Sam this week. So uh, let's get Sam Pele back on the line. All right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me back on the line, making his second appearance on the show. He's competing in the Mazda MX-5 Cup. We're making things a little interesting this year. We're diversifying. We're, we're going outside NASCAR. Welcome back to the show, Sam Paley. Sam, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely, man. Glad to have you back. It's nice to kind of do these these follow-up shows. Uh, had you back on uh, first time earlier in the season. Excited to hear how things are going for you. Um, how was uh, how was your weekend? Do anything special for Dad? Yeah, I mean, just had a pretty chill day back at home. Um, getting ready to go here to Watkins Glen in a couple days. So just getting everything ready, and then we're going to be on the road for two weeks first at Watkins Glen and then Road America so definitely exciting things ahead very cool that's awesome man um so like I said you're on a while ago uh give everyone real quick just uh, another overview for some of the new followers and all that uh on your racing background and, and how you got into racing yeah so I'm 20 years old um in addition to racing I also go to Indiana University uh, I grew up in northern Kentucky um kind of by the Cincinnati area. Racing-wise, I've been racing since I was six years old. I started off, like many other people, with go-karts. Um, and then when I was 12 years old, I went to the three-day Skip Barber racing school, and that was my first time in a race car. And then did some Skip Barber stuff, not too frequently for a couple years, in addition to karting. And then when I was 14, I made my professional um, car debut in Formula 4 United States Championship. So I came from the open wheel side uh, due to budget. I only did three half seasons of Formula Four in 2017, 2018, and then 2020. And then 2020, I did one Mazda MX-5 Cup race. And since 2021, I've been racing in the Mazda MX-5 Cup. So I made the transition a couple of years ago, and I'm absolutely loving it so far. Very cool. Um, so IU, uh, we talked uh, before we started recording, you're doing the finance thing, and it's in today's racing, you know, unless you're an old school guy, uh, you know, like the the Kevin Harvick's of the world, who even they probably get in, involved in some of this stuff. But uh, you got to have that all around aspect. You need to know the finance side of things from sponsorships. You've got to be the face of the sponsor at, at the events. You got to be the driver. You got to be, you know, working in the garage. Uh, how do you, how do you manage all of that? Yeah. So like you said, in today's racing world, it's a lot more than just the on-track conduct. You really have to be the full package. So like you said, representing sponsors, representing the team in good light while being quick on track and holding yourself to a high standard. So it's definitely busy, but it gives me, you know, a diversified portfolio of skills that helps transfer into the racing world and getting rides and being more successful throughout all aspects you know, of that, racing. That's, that's definitely a thing, you know, when it, when it you know, comes time, you know, hey, drivers move, right? That, that's a thing, you know, and, and that's definitely got to be a thing. Owners, future sponsors are going to look at not just the top tens and checkered flags, but, uh, you know, the, the professional conduct 
on and off the track is is a very big thing, you know, across all sports. That's not just exclusive to racing, but uh, that's awesome, man. Exactly. You're, you're, it looks like you're conducting yourself very well, which is which is really cool. Um, so when you were first on, it, like I said, it was right at the start of the season. Uh, you were on the pole for Daytona. Uh, you know, walk us through what your season's been like so far. Yeah, so this season, um, i say it's been pretty mediocre. Uh, we're currently sitting P4 in the championship standings out of about 30 cars. Obviously, the goal is to compete for that championship, which we're very well still in the fight for. We've definitely had a lot of pace. We've been very quick all year, just haven't really had the luck. Um, St. Pete had some, some issues at the start of race one that cost us a little bit, and then just race two we got in the podium so that was the one and only podium so far this year and then at mid ohio unfortunately uh, we had a technical infraction after qualifying where i was supposed to start p3 for race one and then i was on the pole again for race two so i had to start last or p29 um, definitely made the most out of it the first race went from last to ninth in only 15 minutes we unfortunately had a shortened race due to weather in the area and then race two did basically the same thing, came all the way from the back and charged up to eighth. So it was definitely a salvage job, but good points for the season and looking forward, really hoping to get more podiums and more wins to uh, propel us up the championship standings. All right, man. So all of what you just said has just made me think of like nine different questions. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll try to condense them. So, uh, you know, us in, in the, in the NASCAR world, when we think someone's starting at the back, you know, we talk about how many laps it took them to get up front. And you said, you know, I got to P9 in 15 minutes. So so obviously some very different rules from a race perspective. So for, for the NASCAR fans out there that are listening, uh, you know, walk us through, you know, the fact that, you know, you guys do back-to-back -back races at the same track, uh, walk us through, you know, like qualifying, uh, walk us through the timing of the races and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So basically throughout our weekend, we have five official sessions and that includes two practices, one qualifying and two races. And your starting position for the races is determined by your two quickest laps in qualifying and qualifying is a 30 minute open session. So all cars are on the track at the same time, a lot different than the NASCAR world. And you need two laps. And the big thing with our cars is the draft like NASCAR is a huge factor so you need drafting buddies you need people to work with and 30 minutes is not nearly as long as you think so you really have to get those two laps in quick and then the quickest lap in qualifying sets your position for race one and the second quickest lap sets your position for race two um and that's where you start the races and then each race is 45 minutes Depending on who we're racing with in the weekend, could be a Friday, could be a Saturday, could be two on Saturday, could be one on Saturday and one on Sunday. And the thing about these road courses across America, especially on busy weekends, is from one day to the next, the track is entirely different. So you have to factor that in with setup changes, driving changes. Um, so, yeah, definitely an action-packed weekend. Qualifying is a huge deal. Uh, it's not not ideal to start in the back like we did in mid Ohio, sure. um, but definitely had the pace to move forward. So just tried to maximize points and do the best that we could given the cars we were dealt. Now, are you guys allowed to make any changes to the cars after, you know, the first race going into the second? Yeah. So there's no parts for May 
except during the qualifying session. So once you roll out for qualifying, you cannot make any changes during qualifying, but you can make changes in between the races, run new tires for qualifying, use the qualifying tires for race one, and then we're back on new tires for race two. So definitely a lot you can do. The, The cars drive pretty differently on new rubber compared to slightly used or older rubber. Um, so setup changes are definitely a huge part considering it's a spec series and the cars are super close and everyone's super competitive. Yeah, for sure. What I love is the fact that you guys run a lot of the courses now that we're seeing in NASCAR. I mean, obviously Watkins Glen has been around a minute. Uh, road America has been in the mix a minute. Mid Ohio has been in the mix. Uh, the Daytona road course. I mean, so we're, we're, you guys are at a lot of those tracks, which is, which is really cool. Uh, I'm intrigued by the time perspective of races. Like, uh, you know, we see some NASCAR races that get just so incredibly long. Um, does time stop uh, for cautions or red flags or anything like that? Or uh, how does that work for you guys? Well, real quick, on your point of, you know, sharing the track with NASCAR, we actually are racing during NASCAR's Road America weekend. We'll be there in support of NASCAR, which is a fantastic event. And I'm really excited for that upcoming That's first awesome. weekend at the July. July 4th weekend. So that will be a great one. But yeah, so on the time perspective, I mean, simply put, it's just because there's so many different series under the IMSA umbrella that we race with and everyone's a support for the WeatherTech series. So you're kind of divvied up time slots throughout the weekend of the time that you get to be on track. So unfortunately, the time does not stop for, it will stop for red flags, which aren't really that common, I'd say. but yeah, it does not stop for yellows. So always hoping for clean races, lots of green flag laps. No one wants to see, you know, a lot of pace laps behind the pace car. It's not nearly as entertaining. Absolutely. But yeah, so basically just as many laps in 45 minutes. And then once the clock hits zero, it's white flag or sometimes a little bit before. So okay. Okay. super quick races, action packed, no pit stops, um, quick and Good action full. All right. So now you mentioned your p4 in the standings uh talk about how the champion is determined do you guys have a playoff format uh is it a you know winner take all strictly based on points how's the championships decided yeah so there's no playoff format like there is in nascar it's seven weekends two races per weekend so 14 total races based on your finishing position in each race your allocated points. So for example, first place gets 350, second place gets 320, third place gets 300, fourth gets 280, and then it's subtracting 10 all the way down from there. So definitely pays off to finish rather than DNF. And then it obviously pays off to uh, finish well. And then at the end of the year, or I mean, they're actively added up, but at the end of the year, whoever has the most points wins the championship and also wins a quarter million dollars and then there's the rookie championship, and then prize money is given out all the way down to 10th place. Awesome. All right, so you're in the hunt for a couple things there. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, what uh, What's the plan for next year? Are we running this series, same team? What, uh, what can you tell me about going into next season? Yeah, honestly, we've been pretty focused on finishing this season on a high note, and uh, next year hasn't really been the topic of the conversation. But it definitely will be soon. Um, so really no comment on that. I can't really give you anything, unfortunately. Fair enough. I but obviously it. depends. 
Yeah, it obviously depends where you finish the championship because that money can definitely help out with some rides and some funding. As we all know, it's not all about your on-track performance. It's also about who's writing the checks. Yep. So yes, that that can help determine um, a little bit. But yeah, right now, just focused on finishing this season incredibly strong and competing for that championship. And that's the goal right now. Awesome. Uh, who's on the car? Who's who? Who's the sponsors for you this year? Yeah, so right now we have ICAP on the car, who is a brokerage firm. Uh, they'll be on the car for Watkins Glen and Road America. Um, Red Team Ventures is also on the car as well. And then my agent, Aaron Studwell, EC Sports Management, is also on the car. He helps me out a, a lot guy. behind the scenes. Really great guy. Um, helps me out behind the scenes with uh, trying to acquire that funding to keep me on track and keeping me chasing my dream. That's awesome, man. I love it. Uh, where can everybody follow you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sam Paley Racing. Um, all handles are the same. I post pretty actively on all four of those platforms. I like YouTube a lot, too, because I post a lot of onboards on there. So That's cool. I uh, definitely check that out. And then I update my socials pretty regularly throughout the race weekend. So you can always follow me on there. And then all the Mazda MX-5 Cup races are live streamed. They're incredibly entertaining to watch. I definitely recommend watching them if you get a chance. They are live streamed on IMSA.com slash live TV. Or maybe TV live. I always mix it up. But live TV or TV live. And then also racer.com as well. Awesome. Very cool. Well, listen, man, uh, best of luck at Watkins Glen and throughout the rest of the season. And uh, we'll probably do one more of these at the end of the season and uh, see how things panned out for you. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully it'll be good news. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Sam Paley for calling back into the show. Sam, uh, have a great rest of the uh, summer. Best of luck racing, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. All right. There you have ARCA driver Greg Van Alst. Great to talk to him for the first time. All right. It is time to close this thing out with some Lab Traffic Fantasy. What a great show tonight. Ah. Uh, like I said, I love doing shows like this. Just the time flies by. It just flies by. Hope you guys have enjoyed this one. Um, okay, let's see. Where are we at? Where's my sheet? We got to do some fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Check out the website for standings. Check out the website if you need to see who you still got available. Keep using the uh, hashtag LTFantasy. And hey, we still have 10 cup races to go in segment two before we set the playoff grid. So ample time, ample time. Uh, like I said, no lucky dogs this week. Uh, and I didn't do a guest picker just because it was just the trucks, not just the trucks, but it was only the trucks. Uh, lots of ties, all that. Uh, we'll pick that plus hey, almost two hours. This definitely would have added on if I had somebody else on for the fantasy. So uh, my pick last week, John Hunter Nemechek. I mean, I am just blown away because you are not going to believe who is leading segment two. Uh, that would be yours truly, the Professor Brandon Crowd in first place, segment two. Uh, something tells me it'll be short-lived uh, this week after Nashville. But yes, I am sitting atop of the leaderboard in segment two with 430. And no, there is no family collusion, I promise. Um, but 
my uncle Matt Crowd is sitting in second place, uh, followed by Brett Morris in third with 413, Pete Curvin in fourth with 410, uh, Michael Mason in fifth with 407, Kenny Hunt in sixth with 403, two way tie for seventh with Joel Nolf and Scott Wagner with 401, uh, Stephen Florence in eighth with 398, uh, Benton Wilson in ninth with 397, and Logan Cummings with 392 wraps out our top 10. Again, if anybody thinks that there's something funky going on uh six years of doing this and uh i barely have made the i've only made the playoffs in my own league once so uh yeah trust me there's it's, this this little this little momentum train is is bound to end uh over to the bonus points kristen hogland uh still kicking ass with 13 bonus points uh in second is jason dickus with nine uh, David James and Tony LeBay are in third with eight bonus points. Kim James, Kyle Garrett, and Mark Ludington have seven. Uh, and then it's just on down from there. A lot of people have six, five, four, three, two, and one. Uh, and then over to our current cumulative uh, top 16 uh, in first place is our segment one winner still. Kristen Hogland is in first. Uh, Michael Mason is in second. Jason Dickus is in third. Tony Salt in fourth, uh, Matt Crowd in fifth, Justin Hughes in sixth, Aaron Studwell in seventh, uh, Steven Sawiski in eighth, Henry Fletcher and Joel Nolf are tied for ninth. I have moved up to the top ten. Uh, Kim James and Michael Elliott in eleventh, John Etwinsel in twelfth, Scott Wagner in thirteenth, Charles LaPearl in fourteenth, Brett Morris in 15th, and Eric Rowles wraps up the top 16 cumulative standings. All right, let's make some picks. We are headed back to the birthplace of country music. We are going to Nashville, where Kyle Larson dominated last year, leading 264 of 300 laps. In fact, Chevy as a whole dominated with six drivers finishing in the top 10. We still have 10 more races to go in the regular season with a bunch of drivers still looking for the first win. You heard Dustin Albino and I talk about it earlier. Ryan Blaney, Martin Tricks Jr., Christopher Bell, Eric Amarola, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Riddick, Austin Dillon, all in the top 16 and are still looking for their first win with four drivers outside the top 16 with wins. Uh, who wins this week in LT Fantasy? Who picks up the checkered flag? Who strums the country music guitar? We will find out this weekend. But first, I'm going to give you my picks and I... This is probably my most diverse picks all season. In the truck series, I am going to go with Zane Smith. I think only used him a couple times. In the Xfinity series, I am going to go with Noah Gregson. And my cup pick this weekend is going to be Eric Almarola. There you have it. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode two. 182 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Just scratched the two-hour mark. Haven't done that in a very, very long time. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Sam Paley, Greg Van Alls, Dustin Albino, The Orange Cone, Brian Newdorf, all for calling into the show. Don't forget to check out uh, this week at Nashville on NBC and all the Peacock affiliates, as well as Road America on the USA Network. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!